70 a.m. The Zone. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Welcome in to a Wednesday morning. Glad to have you along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Well, go ahead and use our talk text line. Let me know how you managed through all the snow yesterday. That number again, 877-301-FARM. Remember, you can call it or you can text it. 877-301-3276. I know for my part... I uh, made a couple different passes on my driveway yesterday with the snowblower just to try to stay ahead of the volume on the snow. Not because it was going to get so high, but because it was going to get so heavy. It was definitely that. I'm sure that a lot of folks that are out there still plowing roads for your community can tell you all about it. We'll talk weather with Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, in a little bit. For today, as far as the forecast is concerned, still cloudy skies on the way, but a Decent enough day to start for the cleanup because we've got more snow on the way later this week. Today, we'll have cloudy skies. 31 are expected high. Winds today out of the west-southwest, 5 to 10 miles an hour. Tonight, we'll drop down to 22, and there is a possibility that we could see a few more snowflakes in the overnight hours. For Thursday, cloudy skies and 28. Friday, more snow back in the forecast, and it's going to be windy. Friday's highs, no better than 31, but again, winds out of the northeast on Friday, up to 23 miles an hour. We'll find out what Stu has to say about that. Also, catching up with Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig, today there's a public hearing on the Senate Agriculture and Tourism Committee. One of the items they're going to be talking about, the Wisconsin State Fair. And speaking of fairs, our county fair representatives are still in Wisconsin Dells at their annual convention. Charity Seebecker is along with them. She says the good news, exhibitor numbers are back up post-pandemic. Lots of information coming your way. This year, Dairyland Seed is introducing our best corn of all time. Again. That sound you just heard? That's the sound of a full lineup of top-performing hybrids bringing the yield like never before. It's the sound of even stronger traits bred specifically to boost corn bushels per acre in your soil. And it's the sound of workhorse corn seed proven to outperform yet again in independent head-to-head trials. See the latest corn performance data at showmethecornyield.com. That's showmethecornyield.com. I always call January, February, March meeting season, education season, you know, conferences are always happening. And I came to the Western Wisconsin Ag Lenders Conference to learn a little bit more about what's going on in the dairy market. And I've got Dr. Marin Bozik. He's the Assistant Professor for Applied Sciences, University of Minnesota. I want to hear your take on the dairy market outlet. We talked about two different topics this morning at the Western Wisconsin Ag Lenders Conference. We talked about what's going on in the markets right now and what's likely to happen in 2024. We've seen prices being quite soft uh, lately in, uh, in dairy markets. You know, this, yesterday morning, the, um, the spot markets, the, the cheese and is, is fairly low. Butter is still doing well, but the way is not too high. When you combine them together, you arrive at an implied class three price of 1430 or 1440, something like that. That's not a price at which many dairy producers would be profitable. So we discussed this morning at a conference, what were the causes of those soft prices? And one of the main uh, causes is the sluggish demand, both domestics uh, here in the United States, as well as the export demand. Our cows are getting better at a faster clip than our domestic population is growing. 
So we rely either on growth in per capita consumption or exports to clear the market. And if that doesn't happen, we have to cut back the number of dairy cows. Uh, well, uh, overseas, our exports are not great. South uh, Korea exports have dropped. Japan exports have dropped in cheese. Mexico has still gone up, but when you look at world overall, we're still down in pounds of cheese exported versus a year ago. Um, and we, there's no signs that that's going to be substantially different for the rest of 2024. Maybe in the first quarter of 2024, we'll recover some of that. Um, but long term, there, there are no signs that, you know, that we could point to for excessive optimism. And then looking back home, uh, in the United States, per capita consumption of cheese didn't go up as much as usual. Um, and what contributes to that is that people are, again, paying student loans, that interest rates went higher, the food stamps benefits have expired or have been reduced. So across multiple fronts, people just have less in their wallet to spend on, on uh, fancy items and to spend on groceries. And, and there is part of you know, um, is seeing some of the impact there. There was an interesting question from the audience whether we are starting to see the impact of Ozempic, which is a, a drug that essentially makes you not feel hungry, uh, so, you, so you lose more weight. And um, I've just read some analysts report on that as a potential wild card for 2024. Um, I don't know that the impact is still is already no, big enough to be noticeable, uh, but I am reminded of uh, various fads over the previous few decades where first it starts with a few Hollywood celebrities, and then if people take that on, uh, you know, the impact is seen. The Atkins sign, for example, that caused a, a rally in beef prices 20 years ago. So all things considered, demand is not great. Uh, the demand outlook is not great. Um, and on the supply side, yes, we are uh, contracting milk production, but the milk solids are still growing. So uh, maybe we are not producing as much uh, milk volume-wise, but when you tally up all the pounds of butterfat and protein that are, um, that are being produced, we're still growing year over year. And you don't make cheese with, wa with water. You make cheese with butterfat and protein. So there's still more cheese. Well, you brought up kind of a dismal look at our dairy market outlets, but the farmers are still going to be out there, and there's some support that happens to keep them going. What kind of support is out there, and what are your suggestions on the use of it? Well, so I, I was also uh, this morning, like, if I sound pessimistic short term, I, I do want to emphasize that longer term, I'm much more optimistic on the export prospects. What we've seen over the last few decades is that Europe and New Zealand are main competitors in, in uh, exports of dairy products. New Zealand has basically reached their carrying capacity. They are an island. They cannot expand anymore the way they used to 10 years ago or more. And European Union has other priorities. They're more focused on reducing greenhouse gas emissions, and they seem to be willing to throw their dairy producers under the bus. And that's the world in which we can grow and thrive. Um, and maybe not next six months, but next six years, I believe, are going to be good for dairy exports. In the meantime, what can we do short term? There are several programs that we discuss, discussed this afternoon. Dairy margin coverage, dairy revenue protection, livestock gross margin for dairy cattle. Um, when, when it comes to dairy margin coverage, I encourage everyone to sign up for 2024 when the sign up is reopened. Uh, in 2023, 10 out of 11 months for which we know the margins already would have resulted or had resulted in payments uh, to dairy producers that chose $9.50 uh, tier one coverage level. 
Um, that's certainly something that everybody should do on the first five million pounds um, eligible, or even for 2024 and going forward. What I did caution folks is that uh, the all milk price is what uh, is used for determining the dairy margin coverage margins. And all milk price for the last five years was about two bucks higher than class three price. Uh, over the next few months, we anticipate it's going to be about $4.50 higher than class three price. And what that means is that here in Wisconsin, in Minnesota, in the upper Midwest, where milk prices uh, reflect predominantly class three prices, we are going to see the pinch in our profitability and dairy margin coverage may not pay at the same time, like they, or the payments may be much lower than the deficit that we are feeling on the farm. And that's because class four prices are so much higher than class three prices right now. I don't know that I can tell you with full confidence or with any confidence that the class four prices are going to be lower than class three prices in the fourth quarter of 24 and going into 2025. We are seeing a lot of new cheese plant capacity coming online in the, in the, most of that in 2025. So I would anticipate that the spread between class three and class four, with class four being higher than class three, would persist. And if that indeed becomes the is the case, then having a risk management plan that goes beyond dairy margin coverage uh, will be very important. Uh, dairy revenue protection settles on class three. It can also settle on class three, class four if you choose it, but most folks in our area use it on a class three basis. Um, so there, if class three prices go down, you're going to get that indemnity, whereas dairy margin coverage may not pay. The market that's out there, are we going to be able to move all that new cheese that's made, that's being made? We will find a market. The question is, at what price will we find that market? You know, if we have to find a market domestically, we're going to find that market at a price at a, that many dairy producers will find too low to stay in business. Um, so my, my concern is that in 2025, we are going to have a cheese glut, and unless all of that goes, or most of that goes overseas for exports, we're going to have problems here domestically. Um, the markets don't seem to see that yet, or perhaps 2025 futures are still not very credible. But you know, the fourth quarter of 2024, going into first quarter of 2025, prices are not in their 20s, but they're much higher than what the current spot markets are. Um, so my message to all dairy producers would be that um, they should look to book DRP for first and the second quarter of 2025 as soon as they have any reasonable opportunity to do that. And then as soon as the third quarter of 2025 opens up, which will be March 16th of this year, then they should look into booking a third quarter of 2025 as soon as they can as well. I'm really curious about the federal milk marketing orders. And boy, they're having a lot of talks. They're going to start up again here on January 16th in Carmel, Indiana. What are some of the hot topics that are coming out of those talks so far? So in general, federal marketing order hearing can be seen as a big maintenance. There are no radical reforms being heard at this hearing. There will rather tweaks around the edges based on the structure that is currently in force. So how do we price beverage milk? What is a fair way to go from butter price to butter fat price, from cheese price to protein price, uh, from, from commodity prices to component prices, in other words? Um, what is a fair way to price cheese? Should we be pricing it based on barrels or only on blocks? How do we properly incentivize milk to move across the country from uh, surplus to deficit areas? 
So the, those are all, I would consider, classic topics of federal orders. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I don't believe that the cumulative effect of these reforms are going to be market improvement in dairy producer well-being, and also probably not so much even for, for dairy processors uh, when everything is, is said and done. For us in the upper Midwest, um, I don't think that we should be waiting for results with bated breath. We don't have a lot of fluid milk. We have a lot of processors here in Wisconsin, the private processors, and uh, some of them are, have already decided that the federal orders as, as they exist today are just not very interesting for them anymore, and they're going to price their milk, they're going to price their milk. Uh, and, and they have decided not to participate in the federal orders anymore. I appreciate your insight on the dairy market outlook and federal milk marketing orders. And that was Dr. Marin Bozik. He's the assistant professor for applied sciences from the University of Minnesota. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Making a decision on new home furnishings is easy with Lazy Boy. You already know he only cares about the comfort, but it's the luxury and design you crave. You choose the style, patterns, and material, while he's imagining himself being seated right in front of the 50-yard line. Call it lazy luxury at its finest. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. This looks like a car. Has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% .9 of the time, this would be a car, but it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And weather definitely connected to agriculture and the weather we've experienced in the past 24 hours time. Not necessarily a surprise to a lot of Wisconsinites, but then again, time to talk about it. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather Updates, Tumac Ag Meteorologist joining us. I got a text message from Stan up by the Green Bay area this morning. They only picked up about four to five inches, but no matter where you were, it was heavy. Now, yesterday, basically, I made two separate passes 
with my snowblower, and my driveway is not real big, but I figured if the machine was going to make it, I had to kind of keep at it because that stuff was heavy. Then the plow went through, and I felt like one of those commercials you see on TV trying to jump the hump just to get on the road. <laughs> yeah, they left the ridge, and it looks to me, at least from all the mounts coming in at this point this morning, Madison was probably the winner yesterday, 5.7 inches. Winner, loser, take it as it comes. <laughs> uh, lacrosse, about four inches. I see Eau Claire at two in Milwaukee, only 1.7. Oh, they really? Also had, they also had 93 hundredths of an inch of moisture. Mm. So it was a lot of rain. I uh, see Iola, 3.7. That's about the ones coming in. Uh, Hayward, three-tenths of an inch. Oh, wow. So, so literally, Madison was the one in the bullseye, kind of, so to speak. Did southwest Wisconsin get heavier amounts? Southwest got some of that as well in the four and plus range. So, you know, we had snow. It was wet, like you say. I smeared it around with the skid loader, left a lot of ice in the yard late yesterday. Have to deal with that today. We get a little break today, but guess what? A quick moving little system drops in from the northwest. I'd expect some snow tonight into tomorrow morning. Could be another inch or two. There'll be another system building up from the southwest like what we saw yesterday, Friday and Friday night. There could very well be some, oh, three to six inch amounts of snow, especially across that south and southeast Wisconsin area. We'll watch that one develop. I'll have forecast details right after this. What does supporting rural communities look like? At Compere Financial, we believe it starts with giving back. That's why we are here, with grants that invest in the communities we serve to help beginning farmers, fund agricultural education, support first responders, stimulate economic growth, and partner with causes that matter to our clients. Visit Compere.com to learn more. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Innovation. Livestock producers rely on BioVet for microbial and nutritional support. Keeping livestock eating and productive. Make BioVet your trusted partner for your livestock health since 1991. Learn more at BioDenseVet.com. Innovation. All right, buddy, give me the details and prepare me for what's next. All right, well, today is kind of quiet, a little blowing snow, clean out, no doubt about that, a cloudy day. Uh, most of us hold in the very low 30s. Lacrosse may struggle for a 30, and the northwest winds will become south here later in the day, 5 to 10, a little gusty this morning, yet they will diminish. Cloudy skies, snow developing, even late afternoon in the west, late tonight in the east, an inch or two could accumulate through the nighttime as we drop to the low 20s, and I expect to see south winds become northwest overnight, about 5 to 15. Snow is already done tomorrow morning in the west, ends early tomorrow when the the east and we may find our way struggling into the upper 20s or almost 30 west winds about 5 to 10 and there's that next system even late thursday night snow develops snow friday blowing snow and the like upper 20s at best and that's where i say it might be some three five six inch amounts pam friday into saturday and winds gusting to 20 and 25 that's going to seem like a winter storm as we wrap up the week and start the weekend but it's probably not going to be as heavy as this stuff isn't it a drier probably, storm? probably not as wet it'll be more more blowing and yeah but then it makes more cleanup so yeah well all right okay we'll catch up with you tomorrow thanks buddy all right see ya
Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. This is Matt and Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Ingrid, proud of her Norwegian heritage and a passion for art. Her life celebration included the Norwegian art of rose mulling. Her family was invited to help decorate the casket. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, x-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com If your walls could talk, what would they say? 
I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. A good friend might tell you that your shoe's untied or, hey, you've got a bit of breakfast on the corner of your mouth. Well, a good friend will also share valuable insights about the scoop on money and energy savings. Like Benjamin Plumbing and their game-changing electric hybrid water heaters. Potential savings of up to three to four times a conventional water heater with current tax incentives up to $2,000. Benjamin Plumbing's electric hybrid water heaters go beyond being just a water heater. It acts as a dehumidifier for your basement, kicking musty odors, mold, and excess moisture to the curb eco-friendly and efficient these electric hybrid water heaters will leave your wallet and our environment completely satisfied hi dale benjamin with benjamin plumbing when we say your plumbing problem is fixed we mean it no excuses i guarantee it contact benjamin plumbing at benjaminplumbing.com now you've got a friend in the plumbing business benjamin plumbing since getting blown out at Providence in November, Wisconsin has won 10 of 11 games with nine of those victories coming by double figures. The Badgers uh, firmly in discussion to be Purdue's top challenger in the Big Ten, averaging 75.8 points per game, the most in the Greg Gard era. Is this Badgers team the truth this year? Are they legit? It's not even the Greg Gard era. It's the <laughs> Bo Ryan and Greg Gard era. Oh. That's all in 93, 94, right? They haven't averaged this many points since 93, 94. Uh, and they've had better offenses. You know, the, the 2013, 14 team and the 14, 15 team were both better offensively than this one, but you know, efficiency wise, they're the best of the great guard era. And it's really, really impressive. And I also think it's sustainable because until this past week when they or the past game, when they hit 13 threes, they hadn't really been shooting the ball very well from three, and yet they were scoring the way that they were. So I think the things that they've done pretty much all season are sustainable. It's, you know, making sh- making your two-point shots around the basket, which is such a huge problem for them last year. It was getting to the free-throw line. It was it was just not – obviously never turning the ball over, just being efficient. And if you're going to add three-point scoring into it, my goodness, they have a chance to be really special. I think right now they're ranked seventh in the country in offensive efficiency, according to, to Ken Palm and – that is easily the highest uh, of, uh, of great guards tenure. But again, I, this is not, this is not like a few years ago, like different years where they've shot the ball really, really well from the outside early in the season. And it just fell off. Like they haven't done it very well at all. And I, I, that's why I think this is sustainable for them. What's been the biggest difference this year? Is it the addition of AJ store? Is it, you know, more, I guess, prowess from wall and Crowell? Is it the depth of this team? Like what's, what's the, if you can pinpoint one, the biggest difference. Yeah, I think there's a lot of them, but I, I think the, the big one is obviously AJ Store because he's a guy. Th- those scoring droughts that they went through last year, where <laughs> they went double-digit minutes without scoring against um, against Michigan, there were some obviously in the NIT semifinal they went a really really long time without scoring to end that one and blow that lead. AJ Store doesn't allow it to happen. He's going to force it. He's he's going to force his way in there, and whether he's getting to the line or whether he's finishing inside. He has just the ability to be a, for lack of a better term, a slump buster. Um, yes. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they have uh, like if there's 
a scoring drought, he can get inside. And then the th- also thing, he also got John Blackwell that, that can do that. And Chucky Hepburn's been finishing around the rim. Like he was in the 30% uh, and shooting around in the 30s last year from two point. He's in the mid 40s now, which is a huge step up. Tyler Wall, the same thing. He's jumped. His percentage on two-pointers is up 11% from last year. We, we, I remember we talked all about this last year. Why can't Tyler Hall finish around the basket? And Because it, it was something he was so good at the year before, and now he's back to doing that. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that go into it. I think A.J. Storr is obviously the biggest difference because he gives them an athletic presence that they did not have last year. So, Zach, a lot of people um, were talking about if they want a deep run in March Madness, they're going to need, you know, that three-point shooting. And why? The sniper. Yeah, they, they need, the, I call them the Asegenites. These are the people that yeah. have taken upon their mantle to march for their, their, their savior. Connor Asegen, the Asegenites are saying, let free my man, free my person. Connor Asegen had a hell of a game uh, off the bench uh, over the weekend against Nebraska. Could Connor Asegen? be a key moving forward with some uh, lights out offense to make a let deep my run go let yeah. my season go yeah you get, you, get uh, you, get what, you get what i'm putting down yeah i do uh <laughs> can he be the difference absolutely we, we saw it last year now he also put together about a 25 game stretch until this past week where <laughs> he shot in the he shot in the 20s you know from three he was not very good to the end of last season was not very good at the beginning of this season but yeah i mean if he i still he's obviously still their best three-point shooter they ha- but he hasn't done it this year. And so I think you're able to overlook some of the, and last year they forced you because yeah. they're only off. I mean, it was their only like one of their few true weapons you could turn to. And, and uh, so they allowed him to stay on the floor, floor, even when maybe he wasn't great defensively. They don't have to do that this year. They have other guys that can score. And so he has to be willing and able to do the other stuff to get on the floor as much as fans want him to be out there. And I, I can't, there's not too many guys in this, in in the last 20 some odd years that I think fans get more excited about when he's out on the floor and he hits a shot. Like it's, he, he it's is a crowd favorite. Like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Especially for a guy who was shooting about 25% from three in the last 20 games or so, 20, 25 games or so. So yes. Can he be a difference maker? Absolutely. Uh, because he's, he can come off the bench and give you that quick scoring punch. If old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, she talk about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, today they are going to be talking about Wisconsin's Farmland Preservation Program. Do you think that uh, landowners that are enrolled in the Wisconsin Farmland Preservation Program should also be allowed to put up solar farms? That's one of the conflicts that they want to try to walk through today. It's a public hearing, Wisconsin Senate on Agriculture and Tourism talking about that. They're also focused in on what's happening with our rural wells and trying to make sure they're getting improved and a change to the admission price, perhaps, to the Wisconsin State Fair. We'll be talking about that in just moments with Senator Joan Balwig from Marcuson joining us on this Wednesday. I'm Pam Yankee. Really glad you're along with us. I wish I could provide you better news as far as the weather is concerned. What we picked up yesterday is just the taste of some fairly bitter weather that we're going to end the week with. Today we'll have cloudy skies around 31 degrees, winds out of the west-southwest, 5 to 10 miles an hour. Tonight down to 22, maybe a few more snowflakes tonight into Thursday morning. Tomorrow mostly cloudy in 28, and then Friday another series of storms comes to the state of Wisconsin bringing snow, uh, some fairly bitter temperatures, and a lot of wind. Friday's daytime highs around 31 
with snow. Winds out of the northeast on Friday around 23 miles an hour. And then it looks like it kind of works its way through by Saturday morning. We'll have to keep an eye on it, and that's exactly what we'll do. So today is the 10th day of January. What can I tell you? Today it looks like it's mostly about birthdays. On this day back in 1865, Mary Ingalls was born in Pepin, Wisconsin. Mary Ingalls, of course, was the older sister of Laura Ingalls Wilder, the author of the Little House series. Uh, But a bout with scarlet fever left Mary blind in 1879. She enrolled in the College for the Blind in Vinton, Iowa, died in South Dakota in 1928. Mary Ingalls, born in Pepin, Wisconsin, on this day back in 1865. Happy birthday also today to boxer George Foreman, the uh, British rock star Rod Stewart celebrating a birthday, and Pat Benatar, another singer-songwriter, celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday to all. And now you know. It's a Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com, of course. want you to get online and see all the great items that they are still selling in calendar year 2024. And always remember, you can give them a call if you're looking at a sale possibility yourself. That's 800-726-8609. 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group uh, back along with us. And this is that kind of time of the year where... You're trying to gear up for 2024, not just as a company, Ashley, but also professionally. I know our Wisconsin Auctioneer Association getting together uh, this weekend in Wisconsin Dells for their uh, annual gathering. You guys are always improving one way or the other as a staff or as individuals, huh? Yeah, truly. You know, our company sales meeting is this week, and we're getting together, and we're bringing in uh, different groups as far as advertising and different things like that. Just talking about the competitive advantage that we have and and what this year is going to look like. I think, you know, as far as the buzz going around, it was such a uh, hot year last year with high prices and things like that. We think some of that's going to continue through, you know, at least the spring and bleed into summer. And and January is typically a month where we're not as busy, even though I just looked on the first bi-monthly, there's only – 300 and some lots on that sale so (laughs) uh, things just continue to keep rolling and and we're just we're just so grateful for the year we had and we're looking forward to this year now when you get together do you folks talk about outside influences Ashley like interest rates uh, uh, lending opportunities you know if our growers are going to have available credit Uh, tell me a little bit about the internal educating that you and your staff go through to make sure you're staying sharp yeah, truly. I mean, um, you just mentioned a couple of our leading indicators that affect uh, agriculture and prices, whether it's either on land or machinery, and that is commodity prices, interest rates, and, you know, production of what's actually out there. So, um, you know, no one knows what the production is going to be for this year yet, but we do know that our interest rates are up and, you know, prices overall of everything are up. So um, we're a little bit concerned about the profitability on the farm this year. Yeah, right. Well, and and everything is kind of on a day-by-day, especially as we get closer and closer to an election. But uh, the talk of interest rates coming down, couldn't it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for anybody, would it, Ashley? No, it really wouldn't. Uh, you just look at the buying power that everybody has. And, you know, last year there was a lot of cash floating around, and, and of course a lot of that got used up at the end of the year. So we'll see. You know, cash is king when the interest rates are this high. 
Boy, that's for sure. Again, like we said, Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group along with us. Please go to their website. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. As he said, you're still going to see plenty of activity that you can stay engaged in. Or if you're thinking about uh, possibly a sale yourself, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. And regardless of the weather we're experiencing in Wisconsin, your folks are always ready to come on out and evaluate things if somebody wants to get on your calendar for this year, right, Ashley? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting now that uh, a lot of them auctions have disappeared on the website. Some of the ones that uh, are, are already happening next summer are kind of floating to the top. Yep, yep. That is the way that it goes, for sure. All right, my friend. Well, enjoy the rest of the conference with your uh, peers and cohorts. We'll catch up with you next week. Sound good? Sounds good. Excellent. Ashley Hewen again, back along with us from the Steffes Group. As I said, you want to see what's going on, you can follow along online. They've got that downloadable app, so you're never missing a bid. That's steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Call them, 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewen from the Steffes Group. Rural Keeping Wisconsin strong. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Now, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that the average adult has anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 taste buds? Yeah. Here's the sad part, though. We lose taste buds as we get older. What? Don't you want every one of those taste buds to be happy? Well, I've got an answer. Bavaria Sausage. Yep. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Bavaria Sausage at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, or always open online, BavariaSausage.com. I'll tell you what, every one of those taste buds in your mouth will jump for joy when they see what's coming their way. The authentic old world flavor of their brats. What about all of the artisan cheeses and all of the unique flavors in between? Don't let one of those taste buds be disappointed. Head on over, BavariaSausage.com or the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Tell them the farm babe sent you. Tonight is the big night at the Wisconsin Fair Association's annual convention that's happening up in Wisconsin Dells. Charity Seebecker had a chance to join up with the folks yesterday during the winter storm and found out that the good news going into 2024, according to Jamie Butke, Executive Secretary of the Wisconsin Fair Association, is that exhibitor numbers have rebounded well post-pandemic. People still have a love for the fair. They want to come to the fair, and it is adamant because your food sales are high. Fairs are breaking attendance. If they weren't having weather issues, they were doing, like, better than they've done since since prior to COVID. So um, exhibitor-wise, I think exhibitors might be coming in it back in a different fashion. Maybe they're more in open class. We've seen FFA numbers grow a little bit more. I think our 4-H numbers are coming back, but I think they're looking at different ways in which they do exhibit, but the number of exhibitors that fairs are having is is also back to where it was. Good news from Jamie Butke, Executive Secretary of the Wisconsin Fair Association. Again, tonight is the big night for that group. They'll be announcing the fairest of the fairs for 2024. Charity Seebecker will be there, and we'll be posting that update just as quick as the announcement is made. 
follow Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. That's the best way to get to it. And we'll also have it up at MidwestFarmReport.com. Markets this morning in Chicago are about as chilly as our weather is outside. Right now, March corn's down two at 457. December new crop down two at 491. March beans are down six, 1242. November new crop down three at 1205. July new crop wheat right now down three and a half at 627. Dairy had a better day yesterday in Chicago. Barrel cheese was up a penny and a half at 147. 40 pound block cheese gained five and a quarter cents to 151. Double A butter was up three and three quarter cents at 256 and three quarters per pound. Now the February class three fluid milk, that's down four right now at 1594. The March milk, that's up eight at 1658 100 weight. Coming up next, the Wisconsin State Fair getting a little attention today during a public hearing down at the State House, discussing that topic and more with Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Innovation. The end of harvest, snow cover fields, and an early morning sunrise. Winter is a good time to evaluate your livestock's health. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's profitability. The knowledge and support from our team is here to help you make the difference in the health and productivity on your farm. Help your livestock stay healthy and call 1-800-BIOVET1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, GoodmansJewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing, windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, on a Wednesday, we want to catch up with our friend Joan Balwig, Senator for the Agriculture Committee and a gal that has been busy already as the new calendar year is underway. Joan, this week is an important time for people to be paying attention to some of the agenda items that uh, are on the docket for 2024 and some that might have been uh, left behind in 2023, per se. Tell me a little bit about the public committee meeting that's going on this week and what you hope you'll get done. So this week in um, the Agriculture and Tourism Committee, we'll be hearing from two appointees to the Veterinary, veterinary Examining Board and see about uh, interviewing them and then passing on their 
nominations by the governor. Uh, then we're going to be hearing three bills in committee. Now, the first one, uh, this has to do with the eligibility for farmland preservation tax credits, depending on whether or not the land has utility-scale solar. So we're seeing uh, more solar on a lot of our farmland right now. It is, it is legal. Uh, to take land that is in farmland preservation to uh, switch it into that. But, of course, um, should the land that has, um, my way of thinking, if you're farming the land with crops, yes, you should be getting those tax credits. If you're switching it over to solar, it's an entirely different thing. So that's going to be on, um, on uh, one of those bills. Then we're going to be doing another one, uh, Senator Mark Lyon and Representative Rodriguez, who both serve on the uh, State Fair Park Board, have brought this forward. In Wisconsin, uh, we collect sales tax on items uh, when you have an entertainment venue, you know, the, the brewer, the concert, all of those kinds of things, except county fair um, admission tickets. And so what the State Fair Park Board is asking, let's eliminate that, um, that sales tax on your admission ticket to the State Fair and let the State Fair keep the rest of that money for things that they are looking at um, improving and developing. I had a conversation with John Yingling uh, the other day. He says, uh, you know, one of the things on the docket, you know, could be the, could be the hog barn. So there are some needs there, and they're looking to build up some some money to make those capital improvements. And we're going to be voting on this week um, the well compensation grant program. We had a we had a public hearing on this many months ago, almost a year ago in March. And the author uh, Senator Coles was working on some tweaks to that. We've got that completed now. So doing uh, putting using the money that we already have in the budget uh, to help out in the well compensation grant program. We are hoping to get that one done. And then something that has come up just in the last couple of months, public hearing was back in October on a interactive carbon calculator for farmers. And the idea is that DATCAP would contract with, uh, with somebody to put a carbon calculator out on their website or have available for free for farmers. So as we get into areas where maybe your your dairy or maybe the vegetable plant that you're sending your crops to or anything else is going to be asking more questions about this. So how can you figure out what the value of um, a no-till is or some kind of um, uh, water conservation program that you did in, in making changes. So this would be a, a tool for farmers who are interested or have the need to try to try to figure out a little bit of this on their own um, and see if it um, if they do hire consultants, see if it kind of matches up. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig along with us from Marketsend. Now, Joan, that uh, carbon calculator and really th- just looking at that carbon credit market opportunity has been something you've been paying attention to for a while. Is the momentum still there for the biofuels and uh, the carbon credit possibilities for 2024? Well, definitely I believe the carbon credit is. 
another bill that I have out there right now would um, uh, promote higher use of uh, biofuels um, in our um, in our everyday driving. Not sure if that's something that's going to make it through the process. We will we will see, uh, but we're working on that one. And there are some there are some new labeling bills that have just recently been been introduced. So we're going to take a look at that for possibly a, uh, a committee hearing later on in the month. But we expect to be uh, uh, finished uh, with, uh, with this session's work um, by the end of February or maybe the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. So anything that's going to happen is going to happen um, pretty quickly now. Can you uh, give people an idea on how they can follow along with these conversations, Joan? Certainly. So if you're... If you're uh, connected with uh, one of the uh, farm advocacy groups, whether it's uh, Farm Bureau, uh, Soybean Association, Corn Growers, um, Potato and Vegetable, all of those, they have their position papers online, of course. And if you click into uh, one of those, um, you can get information. If you want to know exactly what's happening, uh, if there are amendments to something, when a public hearing is, if you want to submit some testimony or even want to come in, uh, right on the face of the Wisconsin legislature homepage um, is um, uh, something you can do to follow along. So you can sign up um, to have alerts sent to you when there's any kind of activity on a particular proposal that you are interested in. Excellent, excellent. That's Wisconsin Senator Joan Bolwig along with us on a Wednesday morning, letting you know that there's still the snow's flying outside, but things are flying down at the state capitol, and you'll want to keep connected with that. Like she said, farmland preservation, taking a look at uh, Wisconsin State Fair admission tickets, uh, well compensation, all kinds of different things that are happening. And like she said, you can stay connected. Simply go to the Wisconsin Legislative page, and sign up for those alerts. Wisconsin Senator Joe Balwick, chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee, along with us. I'll catch up with you tomorrow morning. We're swinging on over to talk dairy with our friends from Everag.